the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayley here. Miss Clapp is uh, off today, and Brother Rufus is present this morning. I'm not, not sure you're you're awake right. yet, however. Are you, are you awake? <clears throat> I'm now getting the three dimensions. I'm, I've got my Dr. Pepper, got my nabs, and I've got my, my uh, Edward Jones, Cliff Joyner book. I'm ready to go. Okay. We're not hearing you very well this morning. We You're can hear right. you kind of off in the distance, but... Uh, well, is that, well, maybe let's see. What are we doing here? I have to check that here. I'm just, uh, excuse us, folks. This is not a network show. Uh, <laughs> it's just the oldest, oldest garden. Talk real loud there. until we figure it out. Um, <laughs> Mark Bumgardner is here with Good from morning. Orange County. And you brought somebody with you, a I master did. gardener. No, not a master gardener. She is an actual extension agent at oh, a Durham County. you're a master gardener. No, no, she is. A well, that's great. That. I, yeah. See, I don't, I'm not awake. <laughs> I, I, I called her a boy, and here you. you. <laughs> well, that's why I didn't figure you were awake. <clears throat> Janelle Olitz is with us this morning. Good morning. Good morning. You didn't know what you were getting into, did you? Well, I had an idea. Have you ever heard the show before? I, I have to admit that I have oh, not. Oh, come that's, on. That's because I'm outside listening to the birds, not listening no, to No, no, no. Well, we got birds. <laughs> we got birds right there. We, uh, well, that's we very got, disappointing. You've missed 37 years of the show. So uh, we, we'll have to, I'll have to catch, it up catch you up. So... Durham Extension? Yes, yes. I'm a small farms and local foods agent in Durham County. Oh, very good. Well, uh, welcome to the show. Great farmer's Thank market you. over there. Yeah. Yeah, they have quite a few of them. Yeah. All right. Uh, and uh, Gerald Storms is with us. I have talked to Gerald before. He's with Wyatt Corals, but uh, it's been a long time ago, I think. We were at uh, Garden Supply. That is correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You doing okay? Yes, sir. Doing great. Thank you. All right. Well, we'll be talking to Gerald this morning and uh, Janelle and Brother Mart uh, at ease. Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) So, what's been going on at the the extension service? People. uh, We are open. We are open for business. Yeah. You're in. Oh, my gosh. I'm so happy to have the mask gone. (laughs) Yeah. I know what you mean. And uh, you have a. was it built last year, year before last? Uh, it was built. We went into the uh, our new facility in around July, August of uh, 2021, and but the but we've been closed the whole time because of COVID. So uh, we have opened the doors and uh, we're taking clients on as as normal now, and uh, we're starting to see uh, an uptick in people coming, bringing soil samples into us and. Uh, we're just happy to to be able to say hello to people without a mask on. Yeah, what kind of questions are y'all getting from? Well, right folks now, in is, is it, can I start planting my corn yet? <laughs> um, can I plant tomatoes? Corn? Yes. Uh, Who's got room for corn? <laughs> Do they understand the yield? Well, of? I, well I, I tell you, I'm, I'm uh, just telling people to to wait a bit, wait, hold off. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> um, and then, of course, we've got our vegetable planting guide. Uh, we've got a seed library where we're giving away free seeds um, at our office. It's part of a pilot program, and we can talk a little bit more about that uh, whenever you're ready to talk about what, it. What a great way to segue into Wyatt Quarles. <laughs> that, is a, that is great. Uh, <laughs> great. I like that. <laughs> Y'all do have seeds, don't you? Yes, sir. They're, they're hard to come by, but um, we do have a few in the spectrum. Um, a big shipment in next week, so um, if you can't find it um, this week, um, check back in a couple of weeks, and it'll probably be there. Yeah, you know, folks who who grew up in in especially this part of North Carolina, wire quarrel seeds, it's something uh something you can trust. So uh so there's a shortage of seeds too, huh? Ab- absolutely. Even even the uh seed distributor doesn't have some seeds, so uh it's uh it is a challenge um without a doubt. Um in most cases there is a similar substitute um but uh, but yes, sir. There are some varieties that are going to be un, unfortunately unavailable this year. What's yeah. your most most sellable seed overall? I would probably say um, purple top turnips is uh, probably because you get um, two crops fall who, in winter. Who would have thought? Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah. And that's for the for the home gardener, or is that that? Uh, I mean, y'all obviously sell uh, commercial for like soybeans and corn and stuff like that. Don't no, you? sir, we we don't. You don't, we, you don't mo- sell those? Every, everything we sell is predominantly for the home gardener. Oh, okay, yep. I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, I, I thought you had a whole range of, of no, seeds, and we're found um, in your local um, independent um, dealers. Um, we're not in the box stores and. Uh, and I think you'll find our, um, if you look at our packets compared to some of the other ones, I think you'll find the sizes are more generous than than some of our competition. Right. So. Well, I like going to where you can get your seeds from a, a local vendor where they've either got them in jars or uh, or they're pouring them right out of the bag into, you know, they pre-weigh or they're not pre-weighed, they're, they're bulk, bulk purchase. And uh, one of my, my locals that I go to, um, I like to get their, their peanuts. Uh, big bags of peanuts there that uh, are still green, and uh, we we eat them instead of planting them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a there's always a busted bag of peanuts in our warehouse. <laughs> Wonder how that happens. <laughs> Give us a, a little uh, short history on on why corals. It it uh, it's well over a hundred years old. Yes, sir. Um, we we started our hundred forty first year this year. We um, began in eighteen eighty one, and uh, and thanks to uh, good folks, uh, your listeners, and, and um, people who have just supported us over the years, um, been profitable every year, and um, family-owned. Uh, just uh, if you want to support local, you're doing it when you yeah. purchase our products, and we greatly appreciate it. Yeah. Anything you want to say to all those nice ladies in the office there at oh, White man, Quarles? I, I know I, that they listen. Man, they uh, <laughs> they do. We couldn't. Uh, I'm I'm just kind of like the quarterback, and you yeah. know the line that's blocking for you doesn't get any credit. Wow. But uh, yeah, I'm just um, I'm just very blessed to uh, yeah. to be in the position that I'm in. And the current Mr. Wyatt. Now, I'm, the first time I met him was at uh, the barber shop. We apparently had the same barber. Okay, <laughs> <But> that's, <laughs> that's a long time ago, but. Uh, uh, yeah, we're very fortunate. Uh, he comes to work most every day, and uh, we're, we're very fortunate. We don't let him say the R word. Um, that's forbidden. So uh, yeah. we hope he continues uh, working 
uh, many more years. I hope so, too. I assume that, that means retire. That is correct. Oh, that's retire. That's, <laughs> uh, that's something <laughs> not Rufus. Yeah, Rufus will never, uh, Rufus will never retire. We'll get, uh, Ruf, we'll get Rufus on a mic here at uh, some point. <laughs> um, Pass the he's mic. A, he's in timeout. Uh, Janelle, uh, tell us uh, about your work in Durham County. And so, how long have you been there? I started in October of 2020, mid-COVID, oh, okay. essentially. Yeah. So I had just a... defended my PhD thesis via Zoom, not oh, the ideal we have way a, to do that. A doctor. Oh. A doctor in the house. A doctor yeah. of... I'm Dr. Dirt, but don't call what? it dirt. Uh, doctor of soil science, actually. Okay. That's apropos, because uh, Ann Clapp, who usually sits there, is a doctorate in uh, chemistry. Uh-huh. So we... Uh, yeah. That makes sense, doesn't it? Mm. Well, gardeners know the best dirt. Yeah, exactly. Well, they do. Well, we know they the know dirt. How to dish it too. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, tell us, tell us what you do there. So I'm the small farms and local foods agent. So both as working with the small farmers, but all the farmers that um, are in Durham County. So you can have large acreage, though there is limited um, numbers of those types of farms in Durham. And the need was for people who have a small farm. They're just starting up new and beginner farmers who have lots of questions because maybe they've done a little backyard gardening and they want to take it to the next level. Um, I assist them. If it's an edible product, we have another agent in our office, Ashley Troth. She's our horticulture agent. She manages all the master gardener training and she does all the ornamental lawn and turf grass. So if it's, it's edible, I'll help people with it. And that could also be animals with the backyard chickens as well as production. And then the other component I work on is local food systems. That is kind of, well, you have the small farmers producing it and trying to make the connections to ensure we have awareness of our local food that's being produced right in Durham and in the surrounding area. Yeah. A lot of people, we noticed after on this show, after the recession, that more people were we're calling us to ask about vegetable gardens and i'm sure you're you know the number of seeds y'all sold rose absolutely and people are still interested in that absolutely it's um um, covid has has been very unfortunate for a lot of people but uh for business i think it works rufus it works say something Uh, I got a good partner over here. No, I didn't. Uh, I, I, that didn't make any sense. <laughs> I, got, I, I got a good left-handed partner in Gerald here. <laughs> oh well, we'll uh, we'll reconfigure this, but we'll talk more are, about are us. Still, are we still deaf? We're still deaf. Yeah. yeah. Even though when you were tapping on it, it sounded like it was it was alive. I think there's something. I think we here. got. Uh, Look, I, I used to be a, a politician. Yeah, that's over with. Well, that's why. Uh, that's why they. That's why you're the not. Mic. On, that's why you're not not I'm on anymore. I, I thought on my audience who I was recovering. Well, this is a heck of a way to start the show. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. We better talk to Stephen Garner. He's been waiting uh, several minutes here. Uh, Steve, uh, good morning to you, my friend. How are you feeling hey today? Well, right now, I'm in Chapel Hill in the hospital. Oh, I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. Uh, you getting everything uh, straightened out? They finally figured out what's wrong with me. Oh, uh, okay. And yesterday I started my chemotherapy. Oh, okay. So it looks like I'm going to be on that for an extensive period of time. Yeah. But one thing I want to, if you don't mind me, 
being on a little soapbox, soapbox um, I found out that if you're carrying, um, if you have flu-like symptoms without having the flu, you know, like achy joints and muscles. Yeah, or, or COVID or something. Well, it, similar to that, but mm-hmm. you don't have the other symptoms. You just feel run down, fatigued, yeah, and wore out all the time. Right. Get an appointment with a neuromuscular doctor and have them run a cap. What they call it, a cap of blood test. Mm-hmm. That'll tell you whether or not you have uh, astheophilosis. Okay. I don't think I pronounced that right, but it is a blood disease. It's not cancer. It's a blood disease that takes the the uh, protein strands that your uh, bone marrow creates, and instead of keeping it coiled up like it's supposed to, spreads it out, make a makes like a piece of string. Right. And that piece of string gets caught in areas of your other organs, and it causes other symptoms. Mm -hmm. But the biggest thing is, if you catch it early, it's treatable. Yeah, that's wonderful. So I'm I'm afraid I didn't catch mine too soon, but he told me if I could make it through this first year, then my chances of being treatable for a longer period of time increase. Well... We'll uh, we'll certainly pray for that. Please. Yeah, we sure will. And tell and tell Rufus when has he ever needed a mic? I know. I, <laughs> that's right. Well, he's had, he has a soapbox. He doesn't uh, well, he doesn't need any. Well, yeah, him and his buddy could put a mask on and just share a mic, right? Right. Well, I think uh, I think we we're, we're going to have to share here for a while. So. Uh, well, keep us up to date, Steve. I'm trying to. All right, buddy. Uh, I've already got. We wish you the best, my, my friend. Sunday school class and for my daylily club to come and help me straighten my garden out. Yeah, well, that's important. I, and I, I certainly know it is to you. For this summer. Yeah. All right, and, buddy. Uh, while I'm on here, the daylily club meetings are listed on our website, Raleigh Daylily Club. Just type that into the search engine and it'll come up. Okay. And then you can find out uh, what Tuesday it's on and what the speaker is. Excellent. All right. Thank you so much for that, Steve. Keep us updated. I'm trying. All right, buddy. Thank you. Take care. Yeah. Have a nice day. You too. All right. 822 WPTF time. You're listening to The Weekend Gardener. That's our uh, daily friend, Steve. We wish him the best, and uh, we'll talk more with our guests coming up. It's 822. For 40 years, it was the Tar Heel Gardener. And since then, the Weekend Gardener has invited you into their backyard. A WPTF tradition since 1945. We're back. It's 828-919-860-9783. We, we, we think we are haunted in this building. I've thought that for a long time. Now, Rufus, when you were 
because the mics, uh, we're having trouble with the mics. Now, Rufus, when you were a Secretary of State, your office was on the second floor of the, the Capitol building. That's and, correct. And you you heard music See, look, or something from the chambers. I, I am not one of those haunted house people, but I am a believer in haunted. <laughs> I was up there one night minding my business. It was about 11 o'clock at night. Nobody else was in there because Mr. Jackson, the guard, had left. And all of a sudden, coming under the door was the sound of chamber music out of the out of the house thing. And I thought, well, who's trying to fool me tonight? <laughs> so I got up and I moved around. The, the The music stopped. I went, sat back down, and it started again. And I decided, well, okay, there's nothing to do but take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> you always kept a spare up there in the office, huh? Well, just Woo. for special occasions. And I, I, I did. I put that in my book because there have been. Para, what do you call those things? When paranormal. Paranormal? Para, paranormal. Just like this show. Yeah. It's <laughs> kind of paranormal. There have been studies there normal. Of, <laughs> of sounds and, and uh, doors cracking all the time. But anyway. Speaking of which, we've, we've got to take a break for the news. <laughs> we'll be back. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, working the, they're working on the... Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, Rufus is telling us a story about uh, apparently Janelle is from New Hampshire originally, and is it, this a story you can share on the air? Which one? The one you were getting, <laughs> the one you were getting ready to share with us about being Attorney General in Gordon, New Hampshire. Yeah, well, no, I'm. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want to make before you finished. I wanted to see if it was one that you could share with us. But but the, the, the license plate was "Live Free or Die." Yes. Yeah. We had a similar thing here that said uh, "Free Free." What was it, Mike? Uh, free uh, first and freedom. First, first and freedom. Yes, yeah. First and freedom. And this fellow in Pittsburgh kept taping over first and freedom. And the statute says, do not deface, do not do uh-huh. this, do that. Right. Well, I knew there was something wrong with that because the New Hampshire had taken theirs to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court said, look, the phrase, live free or die, has nothing to do with safety on the highways or what the tag is supposed to produce. Uh-huh. So I produced an opinion based on New Hampshire, and uh, that's why you don't see that. Oh, okay. That on there anymore? That, so the court upheld that yeah. opinion. How about that? Oh, that's interesting. All right, nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three nine one nine eight six zero WPTF. You're you're listening to the Weekend Gardener. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, by the way, while while I'm thinking about it, last week I must have been asked by five people, and we just as well go at it because we got the experts here covering up tomorrow night. Yeah. What do oh. you cover up unless because we're going to get called? Yeah, we we uh, have to hit, hit that pretty hard. Uh, what what doth ye think? <laughs> Tuck them into bed. Yeah. Oh boy, sure. I, I'll tell you. Um, I, I was out yesterday looking at my blueberries, and they are in bloom. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not just bud swell. I mean, so my plan is when I get home, I'm going to cover up my blueberry shrubs because they're. Um, they're too far along to, I think I'm a little, I mean, we're going to have to lose some of the blueberries anyway, because it's just so full of blooms, but, uh, I just don't want it to prematurely 
lose all of the fruit because last year that's what happened. We lost a lot of fruit with that late freeze we had. A lot of people didn't have have uh, fruit on their trees. Uh, let's see some of the things that uh, were lost last year: persimmons, Oriental persimmons. Um, a lot of people lost apples. Um, it just didn't fruit out. Um, uh, what do you think, Janelle? What, what kind of things can you think about? Well, if you plant garlic and it's going to start, what if my garlic is already pretty tall um, and maybe giving that a little bit of a row cover over top or something to, to protect that. I mean, anything that's you've planted last fall that might be starting to come up because we've had warm soil and it's kind of yeah. encouraging them to pop up. Maybe even if you care that, you know, if you have tulips or things like that that are starting to bulb and you'd want to be able to have those, there may be a way to protect them. But predominantly it's things that have a, a flower bud that you want edible something out of it. Yeah. Well, the beauty is that it's it's just going to be a short period of time where it's cold. Uh, you know, we're talking we're talking hours, I hope, just a few hours, uh, you know, seven, eight, nine hours. Um, and then it's supposed to warm back up, I think, to the 50s tomorrow from what I understand. So if you think about it, uh, the low temperatures are probably probably going to be about eight to ten hours of, of freezing temperatures, and they're supposed to drop down to twenty. Now I tell you, I took my camper out last weekend, and uh, I, I didn't didn't winterize it. I said, "Oh, we're we're done with it." And oh my god, how gosh. does one winterize a? Well, you put something a, you like put that. a special type of antifreeze in the water lines. You suck water. Oh, okay. Yeah, just so the water line. Doesn't. I didn't know if you wrapped it in plastic or something. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the row covers talking about about plants. I think yeah. you know if we you know the the if you put a some kind of keep the frost off of it, keep the the cold off of it uh, for just a temporary you know five six degrees, and then uh, heat sinks uh, also would be a good idea if you know if you've got something that uh, you've got. You know, your mulch, a good, good strong mulch under under plants will also uh, protect those things like figs, uh, deep layer of leaves and stuff to protect those down to the down to the yeah. soil line, I guess. Yeah, ornamentals. I, I my azaleas, I, my encore azaleas are blooming again. Seems yes, like those things bloom year round now. Uh, Lorpedlum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Laura Pebbles in bloom right now. That's yeah. right. You're right. And of course, the Forsythia are in full bloom right yeah. now. Uh, I, I, have, of, I have seen anything that ever hurt yeah. them because up in the mountains, it'll come with snow and a big freeze and they just stand right on up. Yeah. I was worried about them. Yeah, we have in New Hampshire the Forsythias. I mean, it gets much colder than 20 degrees this time yeah. of year. Yeah, but right. The Forsythias but, start to bud. And yeah, they're, they're, they're dormant though, right? They are dormant, but we'll get, a, we'll get down to 15 degrees even when you have Forsythia buds out. And oh, really? they don't know. Yeah. They know they're pretty bulletproof. Um, one thing we hadn't mentioned is perhaps anyone who has strawberries, if they are starting to get little flower buds, go check on them and cover them up, just in yeah. case. Strawberries, you yeah. lose That's your stra- fresh first strawberries. <sighs> yeah, and we have a lot of we have a pretty big crop of strawberries around. We uh, do central well, North in, Carolina in Orange County. We've got quite a few strawberry pick your owns and so yeah. forth. But um, I don't know if this uh, the freeze protection. You know, you can't really start freeze protection until it actually temperatures get cold. But by the time the, uh, you know, by the time that the freeze is over, it's just a short period of time. I, I, I don't know if if freeze protection would even help or not. Well, you got to look at it this way. You, I've often said that I planted it at my place, and Mike has seen it. If it won't grow during all kinds of weather, I I. 
I'm not going to keep it around. Yeah, me neither. And, however, at this stage, I walked around yesterday. I've got about four hydrangeas that are just right, right there, ready to be nipped, mm-hmm. coming out of the ground. Little bitty baby things, like little. It looks just looks like little head, uh, lettuce heads. A couple of uh, of japonica camellias that are very small, but just to the point where they're about to open. So I've got eight things that I'm going to cover with burlap. And uh, another thing that people ask me all week long, well, what what I cover it with? You got sheets. Uh, it's, don't weight it down with with a, a blanket that your grandmother did in 1880. <laughs> people ought to leave you alone, Rufus. Yeah, you got all these people worrying the heck out of you. Don't do that, and don't don't pile on three layers of plastic to forget about and leave it on there, and the sun come out and right. just burn the living daylights out of yep. what you got. But you you can't protect everything you've got. No. There's going to be some loss. Yeah. Yeah. Likely. It's about allowing the the cold to be on the surface of the blanket or or sheet, mm-hmm. something that you can just lay over top because then the cold ends up on that instead of on the plant, right. yeah. and that is what will protect the the mm-hmm. plant. But, and, and I recommend uh, you can go. Uh, years ago, I went to Agro Supply, one of our great people, and bought about ten sheets of a burlap just for occasions like this. And it has enough breathability, but, but like Janelle said, it, it, it somehow absorbs the real crush, and I've never had anything die under, under a burlap sheet. Gerald, do you want to weigh in with uh, Wyatt Quarles' perspective on anything? That, that's, that's kind of what I was going to recommend. Yeah. Um, if, um, if your wife's going to shoot you, if you get her, uh, her, her <laughs> linens out of the closet, then... Um, your garden centers, they will have, uh, frost blankets and, um, and burlap as, uh, Mr. Rufus said. So, um, yes, some layer of protection, the big stuff like the Bradford pears and stuff like that. I, I don't see the average person being able to help those any they're going to. Well, there are a lot of people, Gerald, uh, that wouldn't care if they all died. <laughs> <laughs> that brings up a, a point about, uh, where did I put it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. They, NC State, the, the Extension Service, I'm sure, is involved with this, um, but they're offering a bounty on on uh, invasive Bradford pear trees because they are apparently <laughs> all over the they place. They are, and they're just continuing to, to spread. It's crazy. <clears throat> yeah. I know they had done this last year in South Carolina, and I'm, I'm glad. It's a shame. <clears throat> there, are a lot of, there are a lot of pear blooms around right now if you've noticed those white blooms I took a trip to uh, wilmington yesterday and unfortunately <coughs> my aunt had passed away and we Sorry. rode down 40 thank you and uh, the state has planted them you know everywhere along 40 i mean they were they were beautiful they absolutely but, uh, were yeah, yeah but uh, but yeah they were, uh, i was thinking about them and their, their days are probably numbered and i assume that that uh, maybe back uh, when dr ralston was that may have been something that that he encouraged, um, and you know it, it's it's uh, it was a beautiful plant, and they still are if they're out there and they they still have that uh, structure that that proper silhouette, especially when they're smaller. Not but, until it breaks off. Yeah, that's right. Until a bit, until a big, until it splits right in two, or it just gets people don't realize how big they get. 
It's, I noticed one in my neighborhood this morning. Well, I was just looking up the uh, the, the <coughs> specifics on that. Uh, it looks like they, you can get up to uh, five trees. Um, for uh, in you know, you cut the Bradford pear out of your yard. You can get up to five of them. Uh, five so you Native have to American. cut it down. You don't have to dig it up. Uh, uh, well, I don't know how they're gonna gonna track that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I've seen some you know driveways lined with the Bradford pear, and I'd love to see them people cutting them down. Right. Chainsaw. So we're, I wonder where we bring them. Well, I don't know. That's bring what I'm the, trying to figure out right here. Um, bring the wolf put me pelts. on the spot here. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll, there, it looks like uh, April 23rd um, uh, in Greensboro is where the we'll launch the effort. Okay. Uh, it says we probably won't eradicate the Bradford parent from North Carolina. Uh, um, the assistant professor from Forestry and Environment Resources at NC State. But we but we want to increase awareness about how these trees, uh, this tree is harming the environment, reducing how many people plant them, uh, encourage people to replace their own trees with something else. So I, I think it's a great idea. Um, you know, if you go out and and look across, uh, you know, a an area that is uh, has not greened up yet, and you see a lot of white white trees out in the forest, you'll notice that those are are bad for pear. Right now, and you can just see, you know, miles and miles of these Brad for pear if you if you're out in the country. Mm, yeah, it's it's certainly noticeable right now. All right, uh, we're going to talk to Rose Rhodes, the author she, who lives in Princeton, coming up uh, here on WPTF. You know, spring is one of the prettiest times in the Triangle and uh, other parts of North Carolina too. And it's so nice to spend time at our gardens on beautiful days. But spring is also when deer and rabbits can do quite a bit of damage to our gardens. Nothing is more infuriating than waiting all winter for azaleas to bloom, only to have the flowers devoured by hungry deer. And it's also disappointing when bunnies eat the tender foliage of newly emerging perennials. Don't let that happen to you. Early spring is a perfect time to protect your garden with repellents from I Must Garden. I Must Garden repellents are made with natural ingredients and botanical oils and will keep the deer and rabbits from eating your flowers and plants. I Must Garden repellents are simple to use, long-lasting, and they don't need to be reapplied after every rain. They're available as sprays, granular, and money-saving concentrates. I Must Garden repellents are sold at all local garden centers and hardware stores like Nelsa's Garden Hut in Fuquay Verena and Homewood Nursery in Raleigh. And while you're there, be sure to check out the other IMOS garden repellents for moles, voles, squirrels, snakes, dogs, cats, and more. Protect your garden today with safe and humane repellents from IMOS Garden. 848, more of the Weekend Gardener coming up. You're listening to the longest-running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Hush. (laughs) So we, uh, Rufus was talking about his spring house. You want to tell us about your spring house, Rufus? Well, yeah, when I grew up in the mountains of North Carolina, though, we did not have running water in the house. Uh, I'm not trying to pull an Abe Lincoln or anything like that, but 
there was a spring house, and you had the race in it, and the, the milk was in one section, and they had a my grandmother would love to make these beautiful molds of butter, and they were so gorgeous with roses on them and just all kinds of patterns that you hate to cut into it, but then when, when they broke out that good syrup and my mama's uh, uh, buck, buckwheat pancakes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Quit y'all talking how, about food this how morning. How wonderful <laughs> buckwheat pancakes from the uh, mill up in Watauga County that made buckwheat flour. Now, is, is that enough right now to entice the doctor over here? Who, <laughs> who is uh, a chef, too. Former so. chef, absolutely. Well, I'm sure she still cooks a little bit. I yep. expect so. Yep. This morning I started my bread. I do sourdough bread every weekend. Oh, so I got, got a jar that going, and I used um, Lindley Mill flour. That's, I go over there and get it about once a month, and I pick myself up some locally milled oh, that's that, flour. Uh, they still got a mill there, haven't they? They yeah. do, and they have a, a wonderful sprouted super sprouted wheat flour whole wheat flour that i use that makes it just fabulous mm. texture so so explain what is uh, super sprouted what does that mean well i think it's a super amazing i, I don't know very much about it. <laughs> it's near well, a nuclear power you, plant yeah right <laughs> so. what they're doing is they're actually going to sprout they kind of sprout it starts sprouting it mm-hmm. a little bit and then they dry it down so they germinate, it. they germinate so they're yeah. essentially yeah. germinating it and i think they just put the word super on there yeah. to i don't know it's probably marketing Hey, uh, Rose, Rose, are you doing okay? Thank you. <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks for waiting so long. Sorry about that. Uh, Rose right. is the uh, author of Plant Propagation. I just happen to have a copy of it right here. You doing all right this morning? I'm doing fine, yes. I can't, I'm aggravated. I can't work outside today. <laughs> well, there's no reason why you can't. Why can't you? I listen to you on Saturday anyway, so yeah. it doesn't matter. <laughs> You can get outside. I just have to cover up a little bit. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you might have to go cover up some of your plants, as well, we were talking I'm, about. Uh, I'm going to let nature take its course. There you go. See, we're just hardliners here. That's right. On this show. Because I couldn't cover up everything I've got in this place. Well, I know. I know. Yep. I, know. Yep, I got the same but, thing, Rose. <clears throat> but I wanted to tell you, I wanted to tell Steve that um, when I was 16 years old, I would drive my grandmother to White Quarles in Raleigh. No, it's when, Gerald. When it was cross Gerald Storms is with us from White Quarles. Is who Gerald? Gerald, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Steve. Hello, Steve was our is our uh, uh, our uh, daylily guy who called her. Oh, that's right. I've got yeah, that wrong. Right. Yeah. Anyway, I used to go there with my grandmother and drive her to Raleigh. <laughs> yeah. So it was it was fun to go to White Quarles. Well, well, thank you very much. You talking about an institution? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and it was a wonderful place to do business. When I started uh, propagating plants, I bought all my soil from there. There used to be a building. Uh, is the building still standing that said Joe P. Wyatt? That's right. On it? Yeah. I think it's a storage building. I came by yeah. this morning. That, uh, right. The, the building. On Capitol Boulevard? Yes, sir. Right. That's where I used to yeah. see it. Gosh, it's such a, a, a name that's. So really associated with Raleigh, and of course. Rose, you were talking about the one right downtown. It was yeah. downtown right behind Yeah, I used to go down there in, in the early 70s uh-huh. and just loved to go by there because it was like a, the, produce, the produce home place back up home in Boone, just exactly. And they weighed the seeds out how many you wanted, and it, just, it was fantastic. I it loved it. It had all these bulbs and things. I mean, they, it was a wonderful place. Right. Now, it, White Quarles is, is 
more of a distributor and producer now. You don't have a retail no, no, shop. We're, we're just um, we we like I say we um, we distribute to local um, dealers, which are garden centers, hardware stores. Um, some of your um, greenhouses and um, nurseries also carry our our products. But um, yes, sir, we're kind of behind the scenes, if you will, and yeah. uh, not. Not deal just directly quality. With I mean, you know, the, the the best grass seed by far is yeah. Wyatt Quarles grass seed. Well, I like seeing their truck go down the highway when I'm heading to work to Hillsboro yeah. uh, in the mornings. Absolutely. So, Rose, are you uh, propagating anything right now? we got no, about a minute and a half. I'm not. I'm going to start air layering, though. It's, uh, March is a good time to do camellias. It's a perfect time to do camellias. Oh, okay. And if you were if you would air layer a camellia in March, and get all the buds off except one, you could pop that up in July or August, and then if you were in, if you were selling plants, you'd have a bloom on there in the in the winter. Explain uh, air laying for for folks. You know, you take um, you take a a plant. You you see a, a branch that's probably about as big as a pencil or your finger. And you gird it twice, about a fourth of an inch apart, and put some um, rooting hormone on there, and then take moist sphagnum moss and wrap that around it, and then take tinfoil and wrap it and turn it opposite on each side, each end. And then on about, I'd say, April or May, about May or June, about June or July, it would be ready to cut and pot up. We've got about on 20 a, seconds. On a, on a limb, a, a tiny limb. That's right. Yeah. And are you going all the way down into the cambium layer? I go all the way to that, and you get, you scrape all the cambium off and just leave the um, the wood. Hey, Rose, hold on a second. We'll uh, pick up with you Thank right you. after the all news, right. and then we'll talk to the folks at the farmer's market in Raleigh. All right, more of the Weekend Gardener coming up here on WPTF.